Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. So glad that you're here and so glad to be back. We took a week off, spent a lot of time on the new space. Jake's looking really excited. I don't know, it looks like he's holding his breath. Um, I'm really happy to be back. I really miss this. I, I, I feel like I almost need this every week. So, yeah, we, um, missed, uh, we missed recording for a week and we have a lot to talk about. That was what it was for me. It was like, you know, building up the whole week. We thought we were going to record and we just got overwhelmed with, with moving into our new studio and we'll talk about that. But um, yeah, it was like I, I needed an outlet, right? So I could talk about these things. So yeah, exactly. Um, we hope you share that enthusiasm. Yeah. With us. So hopefully you're excited <laughs> to have us back as well. We've got a new space, and that's one of the reasons why we were gone is because exactly. we moved into a new space and we were getting it ready. And uh, it takes a lot to get it ready. So we we got a space and we, we more went than looked you at, might think. Yeah, yeah, we went and looked at like a 400 square foot space and we're right. like, oh, this is awesome. And then the guy goes, well, I've got one more space to show you. Why don't you have a look? And he takes us downstairs, and then it's. Eight or no, a thousand it's, square feet. It's, it's nine hundred to a thousand square feet. Somewhere in somewhere. there. He didn't measure because he just paced it off, and he's like, Meh. His, <laughs> I looked at his feet. I'm like, so are those twelve inch feet, or what's the story here? Yeah, they were. But um, anyway, so now the space was huge, and it right. sounded like a cathedral, or as you would say, a gymnasium. In yeah. Here. So basically, what we've done is we've spent a lot of time getting the acoustics ready. Yep. Cleaning. I mean, the place was just dusty. Did a lot dirty. of cleaning. Yeah, it's uh, it's from the 1840s, and it looked like it hadn't been cleaned since the since 1840s. Then, yeah, it's, that's actually quite possible. Anyway, so um, other than that, there's another thing I've been working on. What's that uh, for you guys? Is the uh, the Overcrest co-driver, um, which is yes. basically going to be our our Patreon. So what Patreon is? It's a, lo- a way to allow you guys to support us and uh, for us to give back to you as well. So you can go to Overcrest, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash Overcrest, and you can kind of see what we have available. For for five bucks uh, monthly, you can get a t-shirt. For 10 bucks, you get a t-shirt and a print. Um, there's some goals that we set for some things that we're gonna do for you guys. So head on over there, take a look, and uh, you know, yeah, I'm excited about this because I don't. We don't even have T-shirts for ourselves yet. Yeah, so, so I'm like, it's on. The, I'm asking on the Chris way. if do I need to subscribe to Patreon in order to get my T-shirt? Yes. Okay. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get, <laughs> we'll get you a T-shirt. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited but that about will be all exciting. that. And uh, also, I wanted to announce that we're going to be recording live at yes. uh, Cars and Coffee. Yeah, every starting month. in April, yeah, right? The first Cars and Coffee will be there, so That'll you can come see cool. us. We'll have a little little tent or a booth there, and yep, yep. We'll you'll be, be able to come up, talk to us. Around. We, yeah, we're gonna t- maybe we'll find somebody from the crowd and talk to them about their car. And we're not sure exactly what we want to do yet. We're kind of had we've had our hands full with this other stuff, but um, yeah, if you guys have ideas, let us know. Um, we're I, open. I had a question for you. For do, you me. Have a, do you have a Lotus yet? I don't. Did you know? I thought we discussed this. Well, so it was like two <laughs> weeks ago. I'm just gonna keep asking. Go ahead. But I wanted to see if you knew that. China, yeah. in addition to buying a bunch of Daimler Chrysler, right. which I was going to get into this later, but it kind of okay. ties into this, but they also own 50%, 51% of Lotus. I think I do remember reading this. How recent was this? I don't know. I remember there was a holdings company that purchased Lotus, and it'll be interesting to see, because what makes them so cool, in my mind at least, is kind of the the rarity and singularity of purpose. Like They don't do anything but make... A little sports car right or a couple little sports cars so uh, it, that's what bugs me a little bit about porsche and the lamborghini Urus, as we've talked about the yep. big suv it's like i understand you have to do it from a business yeah, standpoint but, but, but there's something that just dilutes the brand and that's why like i love the dilutes idea a of brand lotus. like communism lotus um <laughs> true <laughs> so it's it, but they also no, yeah that's why i was saying i i'm actually against this because even no, regardless of who purchased that many shares and wants to invest in it, I mean, I'm all for supporting the company, but I don't want them to get so much money that now they're going to develop all these new products and SUVs right. and everything else. Yep. Well, I want them to stick to their core. You know what's been cool, though, is uh, Volvo was the same way. I think Volvo got bought out by some Chinese company or whatever. Okay. But they're awesome. The new Volvos and some no, of the they stuff are they're great. doing look really good. So who knows? Maybe there's maybe there's maybe life there's in, hope. That and yeah. hope in that yet. So. Um, I went up and visited Chris Rungi over the last yes. week and we talked to him. And So for the, our listeners who may not know who Chris Rungi is, he has operated and developed the, well, it started with what he calls the Frankfurt Flyer. Yep, yep. And so he develops these literally hand-built cars kind of in the style of the old um, pre-war Porsche racers yeah, and a lot exactly. of the European race cars. Just kind of like the old Gamon stuff. I mean, it's really, exactly. and it's all, and he does it all himself. And I don't want to get into, into it too much. No. Because we're going to have him on the show. I, right. But I just want to explain him, who this is and why it's shop. cool. Yep, and I'm jealous. Shop. And, <laughs> and uh, we talked about his prototype that's coming out, the R2 prototype. Right. I remember and we talked about um, this. maybe doing a film 
with him as well, documenting the progress over the summer. So that's about the only thing that was that I did that was interesting. Other than the only other car related thing that happened to me was getting two parking tickets. Here, I got, I got, I got another one. You didn't tell me that. I forgot. (laughs) I just completely forgot. I'm not used to parking in the city. So I've gotten two So you parking. park and you just never... I Well, I plug the meter for the max, but then I'm here all day oh. sweeping and mopping and drilling and freezing. Right. So, and then I got, so I got two more parking tickets. Okay. Well, that's no good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what's been going on with me? I... Tell me about your... Well, you teased... We teased it a little bit on the, on the Facebook page. On the Facebook, yes. On the Facebook. Um, yeah. I finally read or read. I rode the autonomous... Um, bus shuttle thing this was what was supposed to be from that 3m had going at the super bowl right was yep. kind so of they the tested it uh during the super bowl right on nicolette avenue there i believe and they were kind of that was more of just kind of like a publicity stunt i right. think um but 3m is partnering with this company called easy mile to basically create these shuttles and 3m has their own algorithm and they're they're providing all the software and everything else to go with it. Sure. Um, so I, I wrote it. I, I got onto 3M campus there, and I was able to ride this thing. And it's uh, about as lame as you would expect. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Well, it seems like it could have been better, but they've got it really. Well, they're still definitely in the testing phase. In in their defense, what they're doing is they're trying to test it in the cold weather. They're trying to test it with salt on the roads and salt spray from cars and everything else. Right. Well, this is probably the harshest environment exactly. for anything like that. that exactly. Other than, I mean, well, our roads are crappier. I mean, you might I was you may say. say that it's colder somewhere else. Right, but, but that doesn't mean you're going to get all the traffic and salt spray yeah, and potholes exactly. and everything else. Yep. Exactly. So uh, one funny story that I will share about this. So the thing, I th- what did they say? They said it'll go 35, 45 miles an hour. For testing, they only had it going five miles an hour, which is hideous. <laughs> you might as slow, well just walk quickly. Right? Exactly. Um, but they were also touting kind of how there's you know, all the safety features involved. If someone steps out in front of it, it'll stop itself. And so we get in the car and the well, guy's that's nice that it won't murder you. Right. If you well, so we're, we're talking about this. Well, how many people were waiting in line? What was the... Oh, that's the thing. So it was, in, it was three employee, employees only. So you just kind of... Were you my, like My dad ninja? works for 3M. Oh, So I okay. did have okay. an in. You yeah. should have just lied and said you ninja your way on well, those things. Well, I give him credit. Okay. okay. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, it was actually like a long line. There was... And these are people that just wanted to go in a circle in this thing and yeah, try it out. Yeah, it literally went in a circle in what okay. they call like the quad there on their campus. And so because there were six people on a ride, and then we, we had to wait at least for three shuttles in order to get on. And so a lot of people were interested in going five miles an hour in a circle, not doing anything. And what was a little disappointing is, so what they did is they basically had to manually drive it to set, think of it as a virtual track. Right. And then they hit go, and it'll just follow their exact track that they set. Is this like a, it's a track that's painted on the ground? No, is there it? is no painting of it, but it was very telling to the fact that it was, uh, it was wet that day. I can't remember if it was raining or snowing or something, but you could tell the tire tracks didn't move at all. It looked like it was on rails because it just, from just sensors, GPS, never everything else, it line. did not deviate. Okay. But anyways, getting back to my story. So, so what was it like to ride? Well, it was boring. You get on. How okay, many people were on when you... Six people, including how, me. What's the maximum that... Is that... Um, they said you could do more, but then they would all have to stand. So we all had seats. Okay. Was there like the so little handlebars, a, like yeah, a subway yeah, thing? Yeah. So there's a bench seat in the front, a bench seat in the back, and then people can stand, like you said, so the subway handle. it's like a little handle. tiny bus. It's a teeny bus. Yeah. Okay. They call it a shuttle. Yep. But anyway, so we're getting on, and the guy's giving a spiel about how, oh, yeah, you know, it has all the sensors, so if you step out, it'll stop for you. And the lady goes, oh, so can I try that out? Sure, okay. So we all get off, and she's sitting there on the curb. This was the the trip before us. So I was in the vehicle, the shuttle. I don't know what you're going to call these things. Right. Actually, I have their press release right here. No, they have a new acronym they wanted to share. I'm really getting on a, a tangent. Shared Autonomous Vehicle. S-A-V. Oh, shared. Okay. So, SAVs. So, you're, how is it shared? Just because you're both in the same space? Right. Cause so, is it's this like, like a, is this a shared podcasting table? Yeah. That's a SPT. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So, the funny thing. So, is 3M something, employee. Is immediately more legitimate if there's an acronym? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You need an acronym for this to legitimize it. So, this we're all in the bus. The thing starts going. It's going five miles an hour, which is slow. But she's just going to wait there on the curb. And we're like, oh, I guess she's not going to go. Like, I don't know if she just lost her nerve or what. 
the last possible second, like she wanted to get run over, ran over by this thing. I think she saw money dollar signs okay, in her so eyes. So she wanted she, to... she jumped out at the last. Were you, were you in it? When I was this happened? in it. Okay. At the last possible second. And the thing, like, granted, it's five miles an hour, but when you're going five miles an hour and just stop and you're yeah. just sitting without seatbelts or anything, like yeah. people were like basically out of their seats and like it slammed on. What the hell its is this brakes. lady doing? I think she was like, how sweet would it be if I got hit by their demo and <laughs> got like a lawsuit Which, at 3 m But she's she an employee. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just, I. I don't know if that's actually what she was thinking or she just didn't realize how late she jumped out in the road. Right. But it was really funny. I was like, oh, okay, well, there's, yeah, I guess that's a real test for it. I wouldn't have trusted it. Um, but one thing I, uh, something else that I think will really fire you up about this. Okay. So there is a federal mandate that says that any vehicle needs I'm to already have. Angry. Yeah, I know, because <laughs> it's a federal mandate. <laughs> There's a federal mandate that says that every vehicle, autonomous or not, needs to have a, quote, operator on board. So what's the point? So exactly. So we got on this thing, and there's a guy there, and he just has, like, a big red button next to him, but he has to legally be on board this thing in order for it to go. So why not just have him have a steering wheel? Why can't he just drive the thing in the first place? So apparently there is... I think that must be a reaction to the fact that the government doesn't think any of this stuff is actually ready. Well, that's true, but they give, um, I don't know what the legal term is, but they give basically permission for certain states like California and a couple other states where these are being tested, special permissions or, you know, leniencies to use them in that state. So I just again, it's kind of like, what's the point if right, there has to if be? There's got to be a dry, well, that's and just it's we've talked about lifted, as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, laws are so much further behind how quickly these things are moving. Right, and we've talked about that before. Government is slow, so it can't even yeah, begin to keep you know. up. Um, but anyways, that was that was an interesting thing. All right, let's uh, let's talk about one of our sponsors, uh, SCI Performance. South Central Imports is a local Minneapolis, Minnesota-based shop with over forty years of experience. They've been in business since 1976, focusing exclusively on Volkswagen and Audi, whether they're new or old. They're an authorized Revo software dealer and have the integrity, honesty, and transparency so you'll always know what work is being done to your car and why. They strive to change the worldview of technicians and mechanics one customer at a time. You can find them on Facebook at SCI Performance or by calling 612-722-8897. Okay. Um, so I was thinking about uh, junkyards. Why were you thinking about junkyards? There's one by my house. I drive by it. It's called You Pull Our Parts. Right. And I just I, I used to go there all the time. Okay. And there's a there's a north U pull and there's a south U pull. And I right, I've and heard I, of it before. Yeah. So I used to drive and they're both like in the middle of nowhere. And I used to live very far from both of these places. So you kind of had to make it an excursion. You know. It, you was, it was a trip to go out and. Yep. And well, you obviously needed a reason too. To no. Go to these junkyards. No, not at all. No? You would just go and look. Okay. And that's how I found some cool stuff. Like, I think the the coolest thing I ever found was um, Isuzu made an Impulse RS. Okay. And the Zuzu Impulse RS. I'm trying to think it, what the Im- Impulse even is. It's they're not great. Okay. But so they had but they had Recaros with mesh yeah. headrests. Okay. And I remember going and being like, "Holy shit!" I mean, the things were destroyed. These these Recaros were destroyed. Right. But, but they were there. That was the point. Is they were there, and it was like twenty five dollars a seat. So I got a set of Recaros that I ended up putting in one of my rabbits for fifty bucks, which was cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I've as I mentioned on the podcast before, I found an E thirty M three there, but yep. it was like negative a thousand degrees. So we got n- nothing but the steering rack. I mean, we yeah. didn't get anything else because it was so cold. That's right. Um, Glenn talked about that. Yeah, we tried to cut the flares off, but it was so cold that the the, the so reciprocating you, so saw was like, <laughs> and that was it. Ran yeah, out. battery so ran out. So you destroyed a perfectly good E30 fender because it was cold out? I think that car was pretty well destroyed. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> the thing is, is that it wasn't hit. It was just... just Rusted I mean, it was away just, or what? No, it was fine. I have no idea. Oh, it, weird. it must be some weird, sad story. This is like 15 years ago. The yeah. cars, I mean, we all knew what an E30 M3 was, but it wasn't worth fifty thousand dollars i mean it was a six to eight thousand dollar car but still right i don't know how it ended, how it like ended 9-11s 15 years ago yeah ex- <laughs> exactly exactly but the thing is is that you would go and you basically would martyr yourself right i mean if you needed a part you would go it'd be for some reason it was always hot right or raining okay or freezing well you don't ever remember the ideal conditions there aren't any, <laughs> it seems like. So Well, you're always laying in mud and to get to whatever. You, you part, don't ever lay in the super mud. Super rusted. You never lay in the mud. You always okay. grab a hood off oh. of a car and you throw the hood on the ground. Or you just bring which, it like a if blanket. If you're lucky, has a hood pad on it. 
Oh, I got you. So you can you, you can usually wander around if you can find a diesel or something like that. It's got a hood pad. <laughs> throw it on the ground. You could have a little bit of comfort. But then you have to remove the hood. That's a whole other step. No, they're always just laying around. Oh, you really? just go find okay. one that's just laying on the ground. It's just <laughs> you just scoop it up and shove it over there. But one thing I never liked is that they always have them balancing on these wheels. So they take like a wheel and they lay it face down. The cars, on the you mean? Yeah. yeah, and then they weld another wheel to it, and that's what they sit on. Right. It never felt great. Yeah, no, not the safest it never, conditions. It never Those felt aren't, awesome. you know, uh, what's the term? I'm trying to think. OSHA of organized. approved. OSHA approved. Yeah. 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 So, and the other thing was, you always had to grab the 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 big engine puller. It was this huge crane? Okay, I don't you know. Had to, like this. have them. They had okay. So it's like a big A-frame crane with a big like a like a chain winch type right. of thing. Right. Yeah. Like, so it's the um I forget. There's a term for what that is. A-frame engine puller at the junkyard. Sure, why not? So they bring it over there for you, and you, then you can pull the engine out. And that thing is a nightmare to use. It's, you got to get somebody to get it over there for you. Right. And that that's uh, that's that's never any good. But, you know, I always wondered, when you walk in the front door mm-hmm. and you look off to your left, there's batteries. Yeah. And then there's, okay. and then there's jugs of, like, kind of dirty coolant. Okay. Is hot... How bad does it have to be where you have to buy coolant that's been drained so, out and of And those are... You're... you're f- Certain those things are for sale. They're absolutely for sale. I they're thought like, it was just they had to remove cheap. those be, for, you know. They do. You can't, everything out there, the, the oil pans have a hole in them usually, right. or they're exactly. drilled. So, so it you, can't, you so know, drip shit yep, into the gas ground tanks the are time. either removed or they have a hole drilled in them too. So there's no fluids in any of the cars. Right. But there's always these gallons of antifreeze sitting up there and it's always kind of dirty and used i would imagine and but I, it's it's not so, that expensive just yeah go buy the no i guess i didn't realize there's always like a stack of stereos like there's always oh, yeah. a stack of like i mean that was more like 90s right when no, people would steal car stereos that's now do people still steal car stereos by the way no i don't i don't think anybody has car stereos but the cars that end up at the junkyard <laughs> are old enough that they still have a stereo right so you can still you know so people still steal those stereos I don't think they do. Okay. No, they, they take them out of the car. No, I know. I'm just set them there. I, I, I totally got on a tangent there about stealing car stereos. Anyway, so <laughs> I would actually like to hear about so, some uh, some junkyard stories from our listeners. Okay, so were you just reminiscing about a junkyard? Yeah, Is that the point of this? Yeah, yeah. That's I just I here's the point. Okay. I miss it. Right. I miss going. Well, you to the know junkyard. why you're not going? Is because you don't have a project I don't have car. A, I don't have a shitty car anymore. Right. Well, let's get the Overcrest project car. Well, any of the cars that I like are too old for the junkyards. They're True. gone. True. You used to be able to go to the junkyard and you'd see like a Mark One Rabbit or a Mark Two. Oh, awesome! And you'd go in there and you'd pull all the relays. I do remember out. getting excited about kind of the weird, obscure stuff. But you'd they're see not there, there anymore because all the cool stuff is gone, and now it's a bunch of shit made in the late '90s. Well, I would argue that a lot of this stuff is just getting crushed and scrapped because the whole secondhand market—it's it, not worth people going out and pulling it either. I don't know. That's pretty busy there. Is I think. It? I think at least in our environment here, True. it's a product of the cars are gone. They're just rusted yeah. out. There's nothing I left. Suppose you're right. You know. I just can't imagine in the future that it's going to be worth trying to salvage some of these vehicles. I wouldn't think so. I mean, if everything's plastic. Everything's electronic. Uh, you know. Imagine what is it going to be when Teslas go to the junkyard? Because you can't. Legally, all the batteries have to be stripped. To, all the batteries have to come out. Yep. Holy shit. What Imagine they, doing that. Well, that stuff's going to be worth a bunch of money, recycling right. all those batteries. Well, and the motors are all copper, right? All the copper windings, yep. so that'll yep. be worth money. So people are probably just going to strip those. And then all the they're copper. aluminum. So that aluminum is going to get recycled. So they literally will just crush them and strip them. There's no point in having them sit out on the yard for people to pull no, parts I don't for think their so. Tesla. No, nobody's going to do that anyway. No, exactly. It's not. Uh, if you bought a Tesla, even secondhand, I don't feel like you're the guy that's going to be out in the junkyard at 20 to below Probably or not. at 95 degrees and it's humid pulling out a new, what, what would you even take? I have no idea because you know the technology is going to get old so fast that it's not going right. to, like, it's Are not like I could, you know, you could go and you had a rabbit and you could go find like an ABA out of a car that was made 20 years later. It'd be right. like, sweet engine swap, so, man. So translation throw is it in there an and Volkswagen Golf and then the newer engine. Yeah, like, a, like, 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 an, like an engine from like a 1995 <laughs> Golf. Yeah, no. Valve, four-cylinder. Right. It's called I know ABA. It's one of the most reliable engines that Volkswagen ever and made. And it made more power than the engine that was in that original Rabbit. Barely. Yeah. They were 115 horsepower. Right. And, and a, like a Rabbit GTI engine was like, 95 or 98 horsepower or something like that so it's not but like you said it's more reliable stupendous yeah but it's more reliable you can force you can do forced induction it's yep. got a computer and they're pretty right. easy no CIS. To, but you can't that doesn't exist anymore i mean you can't just go I, I don't think that you know what junkyards are good for is pulling out all the ls's to put in everything yes. ls yes. swap everything all the iron blocks the problem is here is all the iron blocks are scaled they're just yeah. disgusting 
I guess I don't, I've never done an LS swap, a big V8 swap in anything. All so the iron block stuff matters. is just, just awful. And even if you, it's, if it's you were even to find a 16-valve uh, Mark II GTI engine right. here in Minnesota, you could literally take a screwdriver and scrape chunks of the block off. They're really bad. So deteriorated. Yep, the iron blocks are just, hmm. they're not worth it. That's why when I built Jess's car, I put a, a Mark IV engine block in it. Oh, I, really? Because I could still get a new engine block. So I had a Mark II head. Which is yeah. aluminum, obviously, so there's no problem there. I didn't realize because yeah, they did still put the is that the ABA head or AE? It's a different. That's an AEG, right? AEG, but it's basically the same type of same architecture. Same type, but it has an internal water pump. Okay. So that so you didn't. Now have we're it. getting really nerdy. I know this is that's okay. Okay. So it has an internal <laughs> water pump and it has a different alternator and uh, so the timing belt and everything else is right. a little bit different, but it does still bolt up. You can still bolt an old yep. head to it. This kind of stuff is. It's That's not the fun of the junkyard. Is, I yeah. remember going it's there like one time. It's like Legos, Chris. It's like Legos. It is like Legos But you have adults. to go and find your Lego. Right, so it's a treasure not only hunt. Is Every it, junkyard yes. trip was a treasure hunt. You could go there, there and you, you could go. see. Um, I remember seeing like 20-valve uh, turbo Audi engines. I mean, like, sure. oh, my God. I need to pull this engine. And you go back the next day and it will be gone. Yeah, Somebody else was like, holy it. shit. Because it shows on the website what's there. It'll yep. be like 1991 Audi quattro and everybody's like oh shit and they were just run and get it or whatever yeah i remember seeing like a 7.3 liter amg gray market uh motor from a mercedes there once and being like wow that's cool i wish i had some sort of use for that but right i think that's, that's yeah no gone. it's it's kind of gonna be a loss why does everything sad <laughs> <laughs> why is everything why do sad? you make everything sad i, I don't, don't know. know there has to be some silver lining in that that i can find that's my job here right i don't know um we won't have to get dirty. I, I'm, you know, what's <laughs> awesome is my wife used to like to go to the junkyard with me. Oh, did she? She would go. Uh, and we would just, Nikki we would just walk around. Would not be game for that. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Well, it was now. a trip. You would get in the car. You grab the tools. No, I like it's we'd an both adventure. We both get in the overalls. Then we would go to the junkyard, and then yeah. afterward we would go to Ch- Taco John's. Okay, so that you was what you would do every time as you go to Taco yep. John's. And, and how they, often did you go to the junkyard? Oh, not that often. Okay. Once a month. Okay. Well, that's still pretty frequent. Yeah, I suppose. But it was it was back in the day when I didn't have any responsibilities. You could just, yeah. you know, you have to pay a dollar to get in. So you go, you pay your dollar to get into the junkyard. That's funny. And then my my memories of going to the junkyard were with my dad. And we there was a junkyard up by the family cabin in Amory, Wisconsin. And it, I think it shut down for a while. It was basically just a recycling center where they didn't take any cars. I don't know if it's open again. But anyways, what was funny is they let a farmer graze all his cattle through the junkyard as well. Okay. So that's what would keep down the grass. And also I can't they, imagine that's a good idea. With I mean, Oh, it's a terrible idea because disgusting. then you would go out there. I don't and know that I'd want to eat that beef. Everywhere, not only. Yeah, I, they were probably milking cows. With, no, they had to be beef cows. Not good. Either I don't way. Want, that sounds toxic. That sounds like But it was just funny EPA because nightmare. I remember like the cows would charge you. You'd be stepping in cow shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was here. Let me pull whole, the cylinder head off. Ah! <laughs> Basically, that was a whole other level to the adventure. We'll call it. So yeah, you know, reminiscing down uh, memory lane. Down, down cow shit <laughs> down lane. Cow shit lane. Um, well, before we get to uh, any other, uh, I want to get right to the news. Uh, but here's a message from Westside Volkswagen. Luther Westside Volkswagen is the number one Volkswagen dealership in the country. They have the best selection of European cars in the Twin Cities. They have a unique inventory for all your needs. Uh, They also have a brand new facility that you should come check out today. They have friendly sales staff that are comprised of true enthusiasts who support the local scene. They're into autocrossing, SCCA. They're great guys that will work with you on finding your next car. You can find them at westsidevw.com. All right, we're back. Um, Jake, why don't you go ahead with the, the news story that you've got? I was going to, yeah. Okay. So um, you may have seen this on social media, as with any news we're going to read, but it's always fun to talk about this stuff. So apparently it came out, a video came out of a cop supposedly racing a Lamborghini. Right, an Aventador, yes, no less. Yeah, so a new high-end Lamborghini. Their so I watched, I watched, no. It's not their highest end. Oh, because they have the weird, what is that thing called? I can't called? think of what the name of it is called, but it's wild. I can't right. think of the name. But this isn't the, it's not even, oh, not the Hurricane anymore. I was going to say the Gallardo, but it's not no, the Gallardo, no. it's the Hurricane. Yep. This is an Aventador, so right. it's not so that, it's, it's, it's not that it's, special. I'll just say it's the V12. Okay, we'll go with that. Right? It's not the V10 Lambo. 
So, and you'll never guess who won the race. I watched the video, and the cop car just gets destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. Just ruined. And I can see that the the, the filming car yeah. is also something with an Al- Alcantara, like, Oh, so it's also with it was yellow with stitching. the Lambo, right? Yeah, so there must have been two Lambos. Yeah. And the other guy behind him's like, ha, 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 he's like filming the guy. How did that, because like, I didn't actually watch the video. I just saw this come up. I mean, does it show the start of it, or does yeah, it just see it shows him blown the whole away? Thing. Oh, it really? shows the whole thing. Now, here's here's the thing: is people are mad. Like some okay. people are upset about this. Like I read through some of the comments. What that the well, cop how, was being irresponsible? It's yeah. Like, can we just chill out? I'm not upset with the cop at all on this. I I do give him props for losing. I guess, well, yeah. Not only that, but like having the trust in the other guy. Because if you're the one who provoked this or said, "Yeah, dude, let's go," and that guy ran into oncoming traffic or something then this would be a bad story this yeah but but as it is i know fine it's totally fine. i mean obviously we don't want the police officers racing right we really don't but if they give us that same leniency i'd be fine with it well i the only i've i've tried i've tried what i've tried to race police but they never do like i've pulled up to a light in the 9-11 like revved at them and they just laugh Oh, really? They just laugh and wave, and then I just pull away really nice. It would be hilarious. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. I remember uh, when we first got, we had a Volkswagen Ruton. Right. Is that the minivan? That's the Chrysler minivan. That's the Chrysler minivan. minivan Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing had like 300 horsepower or whatever. Front-wheel drive. Just (laughs) Just, just ridiculous. burnouts in front-wheel drive minivan. When we were driving it home from the dealer when we got it, Jess pulls up next to a cop, and the the gas pedal's really soft. Oh, no. So she just, like, gets on and just does a huge one-wheel peel right next to a cop. Are you kidding? And the guy just, he pulls up next to her and kind of gives her, like, a sideways glance. And she just threw her arms up in the air like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was awesome. So it was she a- actually didn't mean to do it. No, no, no. That was the best part. She was That's like, oh, my God. hilarious. She was, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> but the cop just kind of, like, looked at her and just laughed. It's like, what are you doing, yeah, woman? yeah. That is really funny. Yeah, because it's this Florida highway. Of course it's in Florida. I didn't even say that yet. Of course. Of course, this is in Florida. Highway patrolman. He's in his Dodge Charger. Of course, all the patrol cars are. And like you said, Lamborghini Aventador. And yeah, it's just like I said, it's a funny story to think. And where is it in here? Somewhere they said, oh, yeah, they're launching an investigation into the video, Who into cares? the patrol car. Man. Just go do it, something else. I know. You know, instead of having this some cop investigate this, put him in a school somewhere. In exactly. Florida, that might be a good there idea. There are so many bigger so issues dumb. Going Waste on. of time. Um, so... Other I news. wanted to I wanted to talk about this. I know we've been talking about diesels quite a bit lately, but you know we heard from our one of our um, listeners that they had the diesel scrappage plan right in, yep. in the UK. We had someone write in, and then just recently a uh, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read a little bit of this because I think it's pretty important. Um, but a a court I'll just read it. A top German court ruled Tuesday that the country's towns and cities can ban diesel vehicles in the interest of promoting cleaner air. A decision with vast potential implications for the automotive industry, the car only public, and the environment. So the German government basically said towns can now ban if they want to. They're leaving it up to the towns, but they're giving them that power. They're giving them that power. Hmm. Um, The ruling by German. Well, it's already in certain areas of Berlin. You get like a little green sticker on your car. Okay. That if it it has like however many particulates or whatever, or if it's clean enough, whether it's gas, diesel, whatever, you can drive in these certain areas. If you don't have that, you cannot. Right. So it's it's already that. Um, the ruling by Germany's highest administrative court clears the way for local authorities to prohibit millions of cars now on German roadways from entering congested areas where be- residents breathe air that routinely exceeds legal pollution limits. It does mm. not, however, mandate such bans. Now, so does that mean it has to exceed the pollution limits in order for them to enact this ban? I don't think that it matters. I don't matters. think that it does either. I don't think it matters. So the, the reason that everything exceeds the legal limits is because they have the the cheat still right we talked oh. about this where the the cheat is there's is written into the law i mean the some manufacturer must have had this written into law that they can say that if uh something is going to hurt the engine right they can have a a, a defeat this thing software defeat that software defeat that US. can yeah so they there it's legal um it, it continues um this new thing was cheered by environmentalists and public health advocates who said it gives lawmakers a badly needed tool for improving air quality. I was over there. I was breathing fine. Um, well, I was going to say, is it as bad as, I mean, you see the pictures of like downtown um, Beijing. You it's got to be kind of bad because you think it's got to be, I mean, aren't like 70 or 80% of all cars sold in 
Germany or Europe in general, diesels. Yeah, and I they mean, do it's give a serious, off yeah, a little more. They do, they do. Cloud um, of exhaust. The decision opens the door to clean air, said Tim Bl- Butler, the jerk-off who leads an air quality research group <laughs> at the Institute for Advanced Sustainable Studies in Potsdam. I wonder if there's a, a acronym there, the IASS, IAS. <laughs> that there's going to be a huge problem in figuring out how to implement and enforce these bans, but ultimately it's the most effective yeah. way of cleaning the air, so it has to be done. Pollution from nitrogen, whatever, the lung irritating gas that diesel vehicles emit in abundance is above the European Union's legal blah, blah, blah. Um, Successive German governments have incentivized the sale of diesel vehicles, which were long thought to be better for the environment. Now, Mm. here's the thing is... Because technically they're more efficient. They are more efficient. They don't have as many greenhouse gases. It's not not a greenhouse gas problem. It's the nitrogen in the air, the particulates that are supposed to affect people. And they right. get in the air. So it's and dirty it's and it's dirty. bad to breathe, but it's not as bad for the ozone layer. Right. Right. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, here's, here's, I'm just going to throw the rest of this on the floor and I'll just explain something. Okay. So here's what I'm worried about. There's two, this, this, they say it's going to hurt the, the automakers, not the automakers, the, maybe the dealers. Okay. By, to the tune of $2 billion in resale costs. Think about resale costs. Think about what a what a lease is, right? So you go to right. the, you go you you get a lease. What is your lease price based on? Two things: the value of the car. Oh, I see, we're going to yeah, this. the value of the car and, and the what value they're going to be able to what they're going to be able to sell, sell it for when it comes back. And if they do sure. stuff like this, all these lease cars. I mean, people are going to take. They're going to be no the cars are going to be worthless. Yeah, exactly. Um, Interesting. And I mean, what? Here's the thing: neither of us live in a city, right? So even if they enacted this in Minneapolis, it wouldn't affect you and I all that much. It would affect me. I've got a diesel. <laughs> yeah, but how many t- I suppose you work downtown Minneapolis occasionally. Yeah, it, just, would, it would have a great effect on me. I'm trying to play me. devil's advocate here again and think that, I don't know, I guess I've never been downtown and had trouble breathing. I don't know if asthma I haven't or either. anything else. I haven't. You know what? you got to think back. If it was that bad, then I'd say, okay, we need to do something about this. Well, and they maybe say, it is They there. say it is. I threw it on the floor. But they say right. that it's responsible for 75,000 okay. deaths in Berlin, which is basically impossible to well, actually attribute, attribute this. attribute it to that I mean, it's saying like it's exactly. like secondhand smoke kills. It's like, come on. Yeah. Does it really? Does Does it smell bad? Yes. But no, does I it really I read an interesting people? article about secondhand smoke. That's um, how far up, so born out of proportion. After that this, is, so. after this came out from Berlin, um, Rome also decided that they are going to be banning diesels um, from the city centers by 2024. And this is totally different, not only because, wow, that's just a few years away. Yep. But this isn't the fact that they are giving their different cities the option. They're basically saying, nope. No more diesels in a few years. Yeah, in the city areas. Well, right. And it's apart from health issues. It says, apart from health issues, pollution from combustion engines causes severe damage to Rome's many ancient outdoor monuments. According to a study last year by a branch of the culture ministry, 3,600 stone monuments and six, 60 bronze sculptures risk serious deterioration because of air pollution. So have you been to Rome? Yes. Okay. One thing that is interesting, did you go to the Colosseum? Yes. So did you see when you were there, they did a big cleaning project and you could see part of it was clean mm-hmm. and the other part was not. And they said that was all from basically local pollution. Right. And it, it so, is. It yeah, is. I mean, I don't disagree with what they're saying there at all. So in 2000, they cleaned the uh, the St. Peter's Basilica. And oh, are you getting into this right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they cleaned it, but uh, but now it needs to be cleaned again. So it wow. took no, 20 years. Yeah. And but the thing is, is that diesels 20 years ago were pretty dirty. Right. Now no, I can't imagine that there. But know. there's more people driving downtown maybe more than 20 Milan years ago. has announced that it's going to be diesel free by 2030. Yeah. So it's I mean this is like a thing. I mean this is happening, yeah. you know, across the, you know, whatever. So it's I guess it is what it is. I, I'm not surprised by it and I don't know. I mean, I know you want us to be upset about it. I'm not. I'm I guess you're just commentating why, on it. Yeah, why can't just the consumer decide? I mean, these people live in this city that's their yeah, city that's a bigger Why government just, question right a lot of things should could potentially or should potentially be let up to the citizen and the consumer and everything else but i don't know how the government works over there like if this should be something that you know if it was local here you would put it up for a vote to the local populace and say hey you know are we going to pass this or not pass this and the locals would go and vote on it i thought you were even going to go further with that and say just leave it up to the consumer if they want to buy a diesel or not knowing the implications yeah, I mean, that's fine, too. But I think in the end, you're going to have some sort of, you know, little R republicanism or little D democracy trying to decide what you want done in your community. Right. And I think I would be fine with that. If a community 
or even Rome as a community will vote on something and decide, hey, we don't want to do this because it's ruining our city. I'm actually rather than I'm the a, bureaucrats. Basically yeah, I'm actually them. I'm actually okay with that. Yeah. So. Well, it'll definitely because if diesels go today, then all gas engines are going to go soon after. Sure. And it's going to be electric only. Yeah. Well, let's Which, talk about Donald Trump. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a first for the podcast, but it is it's so, really relevant. Well, yeah, specifically with Donald Trump, uh, he has suggested Wednesday that a 25-cent increase in gas and diesel taxes would be needed to help pay for the administration's new infrastructure plan. Now, this gas tax hasn't been raised since 1993, and I don't. it doesn't say in here what that raise was at the time. So I don't know but if that raise was a percentage of or if it's like a... right. So uh, let's be clear. Twenty-five cents is per gallon, right? That is a lot of money. That's exactly, and it's funny that the, I've got a quote here. That's this is from an XV, XGM chair says, okay. "We've got the cheapest gasoline in the civilized world. Nobody's even going to notice it." <laughs> I would, yeah. Like, let's say I fill up my truck at twenty gallons at twenty-five cents. What is that? Five bucks? That's an extra five dollars, right? Yeah, I'm it's doing a the math quick. Yeah, okay. yeah, five bucks. Sure. So it's five dollars or whatever. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. It's, I think five, it's five bucks. bucks. Yeah, sure. That's five dollars. What? Yeah, I mean, and even when you explain it that way, it doesn't seem like that much. But over the course of a year of everything else, I yep. mean, guess yeah, we have the cheapest in the world, but twenty-five cents. You're that's a lot because some people scoff when you see a twenty-cent increase. You know, just organically, and and you know who this hurts? It doesn't necessarily hurt right. me. It hurts the people that are the working poor. They're really people suffering. making minimum wage. Whatever. Yeah. They're already struggling to put gas well, in that Chris, tank. They can just take the light rail that's right outside. Yeah, they certainly could, and I think that's. You know, that's raising any cost of transportation is encouraging people to do that. But I don't think everybody has that option. No, you know, I people agree. working in Blaine or Egan don't have the option to ride the train to Absolutely. work. They get in their car, they get in their you know rusty Honda Accord, and drive to the gas station and put probably three fifty or whatever they had in their yeah. ashtray in the car. And if twenty five percent of that or twenty five cents of that gallon of gas that they just put in, that matters. That's that's. That's a big hit for people. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. So, and I didn't know the specifics over here, but so this tax increase is supposed to be supporting his infrastructure plan. That's is it proposed or did it pass? It's proposed. Okay. Aims to turn two hundred billion dollars is what they're aiming for of federal money into. I don't understand this. How they're going to try to leverage that into a one point five trillion by localing local and state tax dollars and private investment. And this is all supposed to be for increase in infrastructure, which I I would. I don't actually want to read the plan, but I'd be curious I, what yeah. he's laying out. I well, he's not he, laying out anything. Someone say, else wrote it, and he his administration he's looking is laying at it out whatever. I don't think he actually or not. writes or reads anything. <laughs> to be honest, they'll they'll just put it on Fox News for him. Yeah. Anyway, so that's so. What I else? I think do you that's have all next? we got for news. Let's is that uh, all you want to talk about? Yeah. For news? Let's roll our right. let's roll our last sponsor for the day. Further Performance is a local Twin Cities-based automotive specialist that are in this business because they truly love European cars. Cars are their business, but driving really is their passion. Whether it's simple maintenance for your daily driver or a full engine build with massive power, the guys over at Further Performance are the ones to go to. They'll take care of you. You can find them at fptuned.com. That's F-P-T-U-N-E-D.com. So I was talking to my friend Sean, who suggested we were trying to figure out... Um, we, we, t we had been talking about the infrastructure with, okay. uh, you know, we've talked about a couple times in the episode. And he gave me some feedback. He's like, hey, how can we solve this infrastructure problem? Because we right. were talking so about this on another episode. Some some context. You're talking about electric cars and how this is going to be a huge drain on the electrical infrastructure and the grid, basically. How are we going to be able to charge all these cars if everyone has a car or two in their garage? Exactly. Instead of going down to the corner station and filling up. Now you have to put a huge load you know, that actually, on your house. Side note. What? Most new houses are like a 100 or 150 amp circuit. Right. Now, it takes 50 amps to charge your Tesla. Okay. Let's say you have two Teslas. Right. You can't even shave in the morning if your cars are charging. Well, I posed that question. To, we were both kind of yeah. trolling a guy what on Facebook. We're not trolling, but questioning. Someone was like... Nobody's blow drying their hair. Nobody's using a microwave. No one's thought about this. So, yes... A house can support one Tesla. Not two. Not really. But the, so anyway, at, so least, I wanna, at least not older homes, right? Right. Was, well, older homes might have a higher, a better box. Oh, with you think two hundred amp? Oh, okay. I'm thinking newer newer houses with the you where LEDs they're more efficient. And high everything else, houses, they don't need all. They've that only service. got a hundred amp service. Is that true? Yes. 
I didn't realize that. Yeah, so that so with the high efficiency homes just don't have the same. Wow. So you might have to have yeah, a whole new will breaker be box put in your house Basically. and everything. Well, and service to your subdivision as well, because if they're only accounting for 100 amps per house, they're going to have to double the service then into right. the subdivision. So, yeah, it's it's a, if if this goes the way they want it to, and there's going to be two Teslas in every home and everything's electric, that is a big deal. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. So I was trying to, uh, I was talking to my buddy Sean, like I said, okay. and um, we're trying to figure out how we could charge these cars. Because you can't, let's say you, it, if you have a house that only has 100 amps, you, hey. you can't run the 50 amp fast charger. You have to do the home charging, which takes forever. It takes forever or to charge. Or you just plug it into your 110 yeah, so, outlet. Well, how can you, so then he was like, well, why don't we just have roads have inductive charging? Yeah, and, and this is a very novel idea that they've proposed in the past. You've heard of the solar road, right? I mean, there was a road that was supposed to be a solar road that would... I don't know if I heard yeah, of that. Yeah, but that basically, was... yeah. So, well, and inductive charging is kind of still a new technology, but a lot of your phones nowadays, you just set them down it's on not an fast. inductive pad. It's slow. Right, and it'll you don't have to plug it in. It basically just charges through... Well, it's basically an electro electromagnetic field, exactly. basically. Exactly. So he was thinking, well, why don't we just do it on the roads? I'm like, well... I was thinking about Minnesota immediately. I'm like, the roads are getting <laughs> torn up. They they suck. They're always under construction. Right. It would cost just ridiculous amounts okay, of money. Okay, so perfect scenario. You're out in Nevada. It never snows. They never plow the roads. Even then, how much pave, energy would it be? What's to that? Just think of, like, let's say you have, how many cars drive on a road, let's say in Los right. Angeles? Not only that, I was going cars. somewhere else. How much money and resources would it take to, to you're not going to pave the road with this stuff. You're going to have to lay it down panel by panel, I'm assuming, or put some sort of wires in the road to do that. Right. That's super expensive. B, you're not going to be able to charge your car fast enough to sustain it. Like if you're driving, basically just think a loop somewhere. Right. Just you wouldn't. It, you would not, not be able to charge as just, quickly as it would your deplete, yeah. depleting power. Right, exactly. So that doesn't make so sense. So here's my solution to that. Okay. Why don't we do it at parking ramps, parking garages, in your floor at your garage? So everywhere you go, your destination, right. that's where your car is charging. So okay. you go to the grocery store, you're there for an hour, your car is charging. Mm -hmm. You get gas. Well, I guess you're not getting gas. No, no. you kind of just... Uh... No, that's not going to work, is it? Well, and I was going to argue with you anyways, <laughs> because they already have this, Chris. If you're going to a destination and you want to charge while it's sitting in your ramp, that's called plugging into an EV spot where they have the charging ports already set for you. Yeah, but wouldn't it be easier if you just pull in? Nobody wants to get out and plug it in and stuff like that. It's kind of a hassle, right? I feel like it's a point of all pride the plugs are for different. a lot of these people. Okay, are they? I don't yes, know this. Yeah, we don't. All, like or do you know that? Yes, they are different. They're proprietary. It's, it's a different plug. I don't. I'm I don't believe pretty, that. I'm pretty no, sure. No, I don't. I you got to fact check the, that. Okay. Because there are public charging stations out at these ramps. Right. Right. Well, I know that a and Tesla supercharger plug is different. That I think might be proprietary because it's so much different wattage output, etc. Mm -hmm. But no, if they have these public, I've seen one at my office in down in Bloomington. They have two charging station spots, EV parking only. Right. I really want to park the Hummer there, <laughs> and just like put the little electric cord in the in the, in bed the of gas the truck tank or, or the pickup bed, yeah. just somewhere. It'd be like, wait a minute, that's not right. That's not gonna work. But anyways, because it's there, it has to be universal. It can't be proprietary because I've seen a Nissan Leaf parked there. I've seen I'm just trying to get around the hassle of dealing with plugging it in. Everywhere so you, you want to spend how much money? I'm not lay spending down money. I'm your saying taxes like, probably will. No, this is like a private oh, no, corporation. No, 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 Chris. Well, this is totally going to be subsidized if you propose this. Well, it's not. I just think it's a good way to do it. I don't know how else you're going to do this. It's called plugging it in. I don't want to plug it in. They uh, One idea, if we're going on these kind of crazy different alternative ways of charging your car and everything else, I do like the idea that I think it was Tesla that proposed it. I don't know if they're doing this or looking into it. But imagine basically they thought of it almost like a car wash. You'll drive through and the battery packs are modular on the bottom of the chassis of the vehicle. No, no way. And it'll basically pull out the battery and Never gonna put happen. in a fully charged nope. one and then you just drive out. How is, yeah, maybe if you have... Uh, government car that's the only car that anybody drives and it stays the same and never evolves and it's always You'd the same have to make, make model. It somehow universal as far as the battery no, technology it's not going to happen the way that manufacturers compete with each other that the, i'll no tell way. you that is much more feasible than your weird inductive charging no, parking garage the cars will never exist to make it happen 
what do you mean? Nobody's going to do, none of the manufacturers are, are going to agree to some standard that's going to limit them in the future of being able to design whatever cars they want to design. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm saying it's more feasible than your weird No, it's not, because all you have to do is, inductive charging is not that expensive. So when you put down, it, all it is is a coil. Right, okay, so, all you so have it's to not do, that expensive You build to do. a parking ramp, you, you bury the cable in, in the asphalt, and you're done. Okay. And that's it, and then it's just there. And how much more charge are you going to get out of parking in that spot for 30 minutes while you go get groceries? I don't know, but if it's there, but it's also in your house, the technology exists. Okay. There's a company that does this, like plugless charging or something like that. It already exists. Okay. technology but is there. You're you're running your argument in a circle because now all these manufacturers are going to have to put inductive charging plates on the bottom of their vehicle. So? How is that different because than having an a modular battery? Because an inductive charging unit doesn't... You could put that anywhere in the car. You could put it here. You could put it there. If you do something where you have to change a battery every time you drive in, it's going to have to be in exactly the same location for every single car. They're going to have to have the same batteries, and it's going to have to drive into the place the same way and have the same connections where it hooks up and pulls the old battery out. That's very, very, very specific you know, and very you know what would be, high engineering. You know what would be ideal in this scenario is if there was a way to get energy into a vehicle in like almost like a liquid format, you know? Yeah. So where you we, could like you just, just pump, pump it, in. it in. Yeah. And Gosh, then, that would make a lot of sense, yeah, wouldn't it? It sure would. Oh, wait. It sure would. We have to. Yeah. <laughs> but just imagine it, even on the streets out here, if there was just inductive charging. So you're saying street parking even. Why not? Because they're going to have to How do it. How are you paying for that? How? Let's say I have in this new building we're at, Kay. someone lives here. They have an apartment. They have right. a car. Yeah. Where are they going to charge it? No, they can't. They We've can't. talked about this. They can't. So Unless this you solves have that problem. They install all these, you know, parking meters and on the streets where they are charging ports. I don't know. I think the inductive charging is the way to I go. I don't think it's as efficient as just someone venture capital me right now. Let's yeah. figure this out. Well, I think like you said, it's already an idea. So yeah, it is. Well, they already have it. You can get these little donuts that you drive your Tesla over and it like they they someone comes and converts your car to inductive charging. Right. I was gonna say you have to have the provisions on yeah, your car yeah. to do that, first of all. I'm just trying to think of ways to make this easier for people so it feels more like driving a regular car so you don't have to do shit like plug it in and wait like 19 hours. And I know what you mean. Just different different ideas. There has to be, well, aren't they talking about like battery capacitor charging as well where it charges instantly? Super capacitors just right. aren't there yet. I know they're not, not they, but that, nope. That seems like a better scenario. Capacitors don't operate that way right now. I know. It's just all and nothing. Yep, they discharge immediately or right. not. Well, we're not the engineers here. I don't know if we're ever going to figure it out. Maybe we'll ask Alex. He'll be in sometime. You Vino think he has it figured out? If he has it figured out, then he's set. Yeah, he's he's all set. <laughs> do we have anything else for this week? Well, yeah, we do. What? Your etiquette. Oh, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about that. We talked about this two weeks ago. Yep. So last I, episode. How much? So I did some math. And okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna guess because I don't remember what the math was. I probably should have figured this. Out. I probably should have figured. I this did some super precise math, but trust me because I forgot all of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. So I did a math. Humor me. Like it was like I saved, I don't know, like a year and a half of my life by not sitting at lights. So you just run through every red light you find. Left turn red lights, I turn on. So and this is something that I got from from Adam Carolla. Yeah, I listen to I've listened to this too. And he and I, but now I do it every time. So you're saying, and the thing is, I did it before I ever heard it from Adam. Right. Is if so I you're not just his fanboy, and, and no. So <laughs> basically, if if there's a green light and it's a uh -huh. left red turn arrow, right. So you're on your in your own left turn lane, and there's a separate light that's red. Then I you just go. Just go. You I ignore just go. it. If there's no one coming, I go. Why not? Well, it's not. It's not dangerous. I feel like it could be. If I can see that there's no cars coming, so and the light okay. is green in both directions. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here because we had a real life scenario here where we're driving from the studio, the new studio, to my house, taking kind of a back highway, and it's it is a separated four lane highway. And we sat there and for. Ever. You wanted me. You were like I'm looking what in the, the mirror. What are you doing? What are you doing? I you wanted me you. to. It was a I had two the time. lane turn left turn across a two-lane highway and a median and you're like just go i could see that there was no cars coming i could physically see with my god-given eyeballs that there was no cars coming so you would None. have just gone gone I, I almost went around you you are an entitled asshole why you're what wasting gives my you time the right to go and break the law against what gives traffic you the right the law oh the law so it's the, the law so the man you've, you've made this argument before if you don't like the law change it don't just break it 
So maybe, well, the, it should always be blinking yellow. I agree. I opinion. love that. They have that in, in my town where I live in Woodbury. They're all blinking yellow left. And sometimes late at night they do turn to blinking. But okay. I'm not going to sit there and wait for you. I'll just, I very rarely go around because I figure it's, <laughs> I figure it's like a major, major douche move. You are just such an asshole. It is a major. You are such an asshole. I just said it's very rare. It's very rare so that I will go around. rarely am I an asshole, but I'm an asshole. How am I an asshole? Explain. It's just such an entitled attitude it's to not be entitled. like, fuck all of you guys. You're waiting in line, but I don't need to because I know better than the laws of the road. I, and I'm well, going to go. I do know better. That doesn't make me entitled. That makes me, I'm just making a different choice. But you're better than everyone else who's waiting there. You know what's amazing is when I pull up to one and the person in front of me goes. It's because they share that same. They share the same I mean, sentiment. So I'm being a devil's advocate. I've done it before. Have you ever done it when it's just flan red and there's no one around? Oh, yeah. When it's when it's all when there's no one around, it's stupid to sit there. And they're actually So how is, are you just because you're alone makes you not an entitled asshole? When there's zero other traffic? Yeah. That makes more sense. So if there's someone parked next to you at the red light, you don't go just because there's yeah, someone I'll with you. Look at them and be like, should we should we go? Should we do this? What if they don't? I don't know. It depends on the scenario. I've never been. Because if that you scenario. go by your logic, you're being an entitled asshole. Right. Well, and I probably wouldn't go then. I would no, there is actually can. there's a law in the books because I've my motorcycle license. I know this as a motorcyclist, a lot of times well, they don't I won't trip, trip the, the light. Yeah, right. So it's I think it's there is an exact time amount that you wait, and then if it isn't there, then you go. Right. Or maybe it's just what? How is the? I think you just just go anyway or whatever. It, yeah, just go. Everybody, if everybody just started doing this. Then we'd get in well, a he, lot of fucking accidents. No, no, no. Why? Why? Why can't we use? Why? Because people. Okay, you and I are smart. Great. A person is smart. People are fucking Thank idiots. Thank you for the compliment. No, you know what I mean. If you give everyone this right, I don't know. I feel like I don't have that much trust in the general population. But you're okay with me doing it. Well, here's the thing. Let's say you're Unless the I car coming the other house. way on that highway. And someone else is waiting to go, and they're like, fuck it, I'm going. Now you're the one that has this car running out in front of you, and you're going to hit, or they're going to hit you. But that means you didn't look. You didn't look then. You weren't looking. I. Anyway, we're beating this to death. Everybody just go. Turn left just on Just go, red. but you're just an go. asshole because of it. No, you're not. <laughs> just do what you want. Save time in your life. Spend it with spend it with your family instead of listening to the Who are alive man. because other people are following yeah, law. No. Which is great. No. All right. What else do we have for today? Anything? I think I think we should just end on that note. We end on that note. <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure to stop over and hit hit us up on the Patreon. Take a look at what we've got set up yeah, for there. It's really cool. Patreon.com slash overcrest. Take a look at what we've got there. Leave us some five-star reviews if you if you like us. If not, don't leave anything. <laughs> if you don't, just let us know. I'd rather read about it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. All right, bye.